in a film version of the Broadway musical Hamilton, young and ambitious, Alexander Hamilton yearns to write a long-lasting legacy of his own and of a brand new country in the new world that he helped create. Aaron Burr, one of history's great frenemies, stands in his way. Welcome to Hip Hop Movie Club. This is a show for Gen X hip hop fans who want to relive the glory days and reconsider classic and modern hip hop films from a current day perspective. Together, we'll explore some of the larger societal issues raised in these films. If you've seen today's movie before, then you'll learn some fascinating trivia you might have missed. If you haven't seen today's movie before, then we'll help you decide whether this film is worth your time. Either way, you'll be a smarter hip hop fan by the end of this episode. In the next 30 minutes or so, I think we're going to go longer than that, you'll get all this and more. We're three old heads who put their old heads together to vibe on these films for you. I'm Dino Wright, serial podcaster and student of film. And the first hip-hop CD I ever bought was Das Effects' 1992 debut album, Dead Serious. I'm JB, 80s and 90s nostalgia junkie, longtime hip-hop fan, and I hold the microphone like a grudge. Mm. I'm Boogie, a DJ, longtime hip-hop fan, and I once chilled in the VIP section of a concert with Vinny and KG from Naughty by Nature. In this episode, we'll answer the question, just how revolutionary was the hip-hop, confused story, and theatrical production of Hamilton? Hamilton is a story of American revolutionary times told by America Now. Featuring a score replete with hip-hop and R&B, Hamilton depicts how Alexander Hamilton grows from his humble beginnings to his meteoric rise to one of our nation's founding fathers, legendary writer and lawyer, George Washington's right-hand man and founder of our treasury system. Wartime scandals and tragedy dot his fascinating life, which is brought to life in this stage production. I'm not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. With this mantra, Alexander Hamilton boldly states that he's all in on overcoming his plight and making a name for himself. And with this refrain, he magically channels Christopher, the notorious B.I.G. Wallace, from the future. I am the A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. We are meant to be a colony that runs independently. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I was blown away by, by a Hamilton production. I had heard so much about it and, uh, it lived up to the expectations for me. It was just so creative. The acting was on point. Um, I just love that it tells a story through hip hop. Uh, you guys have any initial like reactions, just a little, you know, snippet or so on, on your overall thoughts. And then we'll get into some rapid fire type questions. You want to go buggy? Yeah, I've always wanted to see Hamilton ever since I first heard about it on Broadway. And I unfortunately wasn't able to see it. So as soon as Disney Plus put it up there on the streaming service, um, I jumped on it. I mean, it's and it definitely lived up to my expectations. It's one of those those things that you know, you could watch it over and over again and you'll still you'll still start picking out things that you didn't notice. I like the different layers that you know that exist in it and I, I like the music the music is very very entertaining like, it has you nodding your head if you're a hip-hop head, head like us it'll definitely make you nod your head <laughs> done all right 
I was one of those people, like the last people on earth to see Hamilton in any form. So with that much time that gone had gone by, it could be difficult for it to live up to the expectation. But for me, it really did. And I'm glad I watched it. It just like you, um, Boogie, as soon as it hit that queue in, in Disney Plus, it was like within hours <laughs> or a day or so where I was watching it. And my whole family was singing the songs. And then I would just have the soundtrack up on Spotify. And they, they're really catchy tunes. Speaking of which, let's ask some questions here. Um, favorite performance in Hamilton? Like favorite actor and character? Do you have one, Boogie? Yeah, I think my favorite scenes were when they were debating. And they were just like turn into like freestyle battles. It was just like this is crazy, and it, it just so creative how they did that. And I just enjoy the back and forth because I mean, like, it doesn't get any better than a battle. It doesn't get any better. That's that's hip hop at its rawest form right there, the battle. So to see them bring that element into the show um, was definitely the cool one of the cool spots for me. I think my favorite character was probably the Marquis de Lafayette. That was my answer, too. I don't know what it was. <laughs> the French accent. Like, it's so hard to do what he was doing. Like, he kept that French accent going while he was rapping. I'm like, wow, David Diggs is so talented for, for being able to do that. Donna Wright, you were going to say David Diggs as well? Yeah. Yeah, I also I also enjoyed David Diggs. You know, Lafayette in, in history, he comes in, is very instrumental in saving the revolution. It's sort of like a Han Solo kind of thing. Like, it's like a mercenary from the outside. And so uh, I dig that kind of that kind of performance and character. So it was for me, it was also to be Diggs as the Marquis de Lafayette. Yeah, I don't want to sound like a progress, but same. And then his portrayal of Jefferson, what I miss when he went to France. <laughs> That was hilarious. So he stole the show from me. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Hercules Mulligan, though. I love I loved his raw talent. And the different stylings of hip-hop are just amazing. They, they go from you know slow, staccato, fast-paced. Dancing was just tremendous. So littered with so many great songs, too. Uh, Boogie, did you have a favorite song that... Sticks with you or a couple? It might be, be cliche, but my shot, I mean, it just hits me like like eight miles. <laughs> you know, it's got that same, like, you know, I love that underdog story. So when a person's trying to make it and overcome obstacles, it, it just resonates with me. So that one is probably my favorite one. And also, though, you know, honorable mention goes to the room where it happens. Just because the whole premise about what was going on during that that whole scene and just, you know, with history itself and just seeing how they creatively put that into a song. It was just like, all right, you know what? I like this one too. But yeah, those, those I would say those two. How about you, Donna Wright? I can't pick one. No, you can pick a few. <laughs> well, I, to, trying to be rapid fire about it. I'd say <laughs> yeah. really the, the, the final two songs of each act, Theodosa into nonstop. And then ending with who lives, who dies, who tells you the story. I think yeah, those are the, the real crescendo parts of each act and you know for something to live up to the hype that you know it took me so long to see it really paid off in those those last in, in the ends of each act and so at the end where it could have fallen flat it really brought it home for me and you hit the emotional points and i was actually moved i didn't think i'd actually be moved by it but i really was so i think if i'd pick one 
It's uh, who lives, who dies, who tells your story. That's what Hamilton was really all about, right? Who tells the story and yeah. how it's told. My shot sticks with me. We sing that all the time. Nice. Um, that's the most memorable for a lot of people. I like the Skylar sisters intro song, how it just tells their whole story, the background of the sisters too. That was really well done. And it showcased the, the talented voices of, of the ladies. So I would give that an honorable mention as well. Yeah. Do you have a most memorable scene of the show? Boogie, what scene would you say is the most memorable? It's, it's a sad scene, but the way they played out the special effects when he was shot and it was how the stage revolved and you can see the different angles. That was that scene right there was so I was kind of blown away with that because it almost you almost had the special effects, you know, visual just from an actual Broadway play. And I like how I loved how they did that. It was very creative. Donna Wright, did you have a favorite scene you wanted to mention? I mean, that's a great one. Uh, just just the way they they blocked that and and orchestrated that and arranged it is terrific. But I guess the one that I remember the most is it's really actually not about Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's actually more about Philippa Sue, how she sings at the end. And that really hit home. Like, wow, all of the things that Hamilton did, it still had an effect on his wife. And for some reason that really resonated with me. And I just remember her singing, you know, at the end, it's like, wow, like it all came together he died too young and what we have left is his legacy and his wife. That's my memorable scene. Yeah. There were so many, you know, what I really like is the camaraderie and the brotherhood when they're just together drinking and it's like, raise a glass to freedom, you know, tomorrow there'll be more of us, you know? So I really like that. It was kind of like, gives me the chills. Like they're all brother brothers in arms. So Boogie, I think you kind of mentioned, well, you wanted to see this for quite a while. What were your attempts like to see the show on Broadway? <laughs> what kind of lengths did you go to? Yeah. I mean, like I was checking regularly to see when the the, the, the earliest show would be available. And like, it was ridiculously sold out. And then at a certain point too, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Broadway snob. Like I, I gotta have a good view of the stage and I have to, you know, I have to have a nice clear view. So after a certain period of, you know, looking, I'm not going to go sit in the corner just to say I was at the show. Like, I want a clear view of the, the stage. So mm-hmm. even when I can find those seats like that, I was like, nah, I'm not going to go sit in the corner like that, no. But I tried, like, for years. And then I, I tried to the point where I just gave up. <laughs> I was like, I'll never see it, probably, ever. And then, um, like I said, I was fortunate, fortunate enough to Disney Plus to put it out. But I think I might circle back and just, you know, but it's, it's not there anymore. So it's like, ugh. <laughs> But yeah, I really wanted to see it so bad. Like I was trying really hard, like like ridiculously looking online and checking the different um ticket agents like Ticketmaster and um C Hub, like anything that any 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 uh avenue that sold tickets, I was checking them and I was just like, Wow, this is crazy. Yeah, I was trying <laughs> for a while, just online. I just gave up. It was just like impossible. You had to know somebody. Yeah. Or like show up at the box office and maybe buy some scalp tickets or something. But yeah, I just kind of gave up on it. It's crazy because I remember hearing about it coming out, but I didn't know. Like, I remember seeing a post and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to Hamilton. All right. But I had no idea what it was about. Because if I didn't, when I first saw the poster, had I jumped on it at that point, I probably could have gotten in. But I like once the hype got out, it was like a mad dash, you know? But had I jumped on it when I first 
um, sort of poster and everything that you know, pre-sale and everything, I probably could have gotten in. <laughs> Next time, I got to pull the trigger a little yeah. earlier. <laughs> Support the arts earlier. Get in on the ground floor. All right, silly question. I stated this uh, when I was talking to you guys. I guess I wish all history was taught in this manner. Do you guys wish the same? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think it's very entertaining. I mean. It definitely makes it easy to remember because the way kids' minds absorb music, especially like nowadays, I think it would be a, a, a good medium to get that information across. Definitely, uh, I think it'd be highly effective. Yeah, I think so. That all right? Anything to add on that? I mean, it would be nice. Uh, th- this was really well constructed. So if it was all constructed this well, I- I'd say yes. But. I wouldn't mind maybe a thrash metal version of Hamilton would make probably fun, <laughs> or maybe a, a thrash metal version of the Teapot Dome scandal. Let's let's have that. But yeah, hip hop, sure, but, uh, brilliantly executed. Yeah, I think Boogie. In previous discussions, you talked about your memories of Schoolhouse Rock. Yes, and how that had a big influence on you. And- we all remember how bills are passed from that Absolutely. and other things. <laughs> yeah. It's catchy. Yeah. The best civics lesson there ever Absolutely. was. So I think we talked about the songs already, but is there one that kind of gets stuck yeah. in your head more so than the other ones? Buggy? Um, Helpless. Philippa Sue. It, it, it resonates a lot. Like It just rings in my head. <laughs> I, I, I love that song. <laughs> how about you, Donna Wright? Uh, completely, completely truthful. None of it does. <laughs> I only sure. saw it once, and I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't one of those people who always had the soundtrack on. So yeah, the songs are great. I just haven't done the deep dive to really have them programmed into my brain. Sorry for the heresy. <laughs> no problem. So for me, it's my shot, but also King George's uh, "You'll Be Back" with his. <laughs> that is a great song. <laughs> just over the top. Yeah, I mean, he he went all out. He was he had spit all over his lips and chin, and he just kept spewing <laughs> lyrics. I don't remember. Was that was that more of it? That was more of a show tune, unless a hip hop kind of. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, but still, it's yeah. a song. Yeah, yeah, that was not yeah. a hip hop, but a show tune, right? Yeah. My family was nuts about it. We just talk about it a lot. Boogie, how about yourself? Did you have any friends or family members that loved it like yourself? Um, Yeah, I mean, I, know I had a couple people that were fortunate enough to catch it on Broadway that loved it, absolutely loved it. It's really crazy because I know, I don't know a lot of people were talking about it other than like us, but I know that there are people that, that, that had to like it as much as us, but I just didn't really see too much other than the people that I know that saw it on Broadway that really were like, oh my God, this is great. And like, and I was so jealous. But like, how did you do that? <laughs> how did you get those tickets? Like, who did you have to sacrifice for? Them? <laughs> <laughs> what unseemly deeds did you commit? <laughs> really? Like, how did you make that happen? I want to be in a room where it happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my kids loved it, um, and they were singing it all the time. And I have this good friend Barbara and. Every time we'd see her, she'd be talking about it. She got a shirt. She never got to see it on Broadway, but 
she was a huge fan. I asked her actually, I was going to see if you got, if she would come on maybe and talk about the show with us a little bit, but she was a little bit shy, but yeah, I, there's, there's pockets of friends. And if you mention it, like, Oh yeah. And it's one of those things that like, if you're in, you're like all in and some, some people are just like nuts about it. So yeah, I thought it was amazing. It's not without its flaws though. Do you have any specific criticisms uh, about the show or the story itself? Boogie, do you have any? Um, yeah, I think it kind of glossed over some um, aspects of the, of those times. I mean, yeah, it's great to see, you know, people of color depicting the roles throughout the show. But I think that, you know, in context, there were some actual uh, wrongs being done to people of color back then that were kind of not really mentioned as much. But then, I mean, how do you do you fit in there in such a story that's kind of, you know, supposed to be a positive, uplifting story? It kind of takes away some of the impact. But I think they could have done a little more to kind of mention some of that. <laughs> That's probably really my biggest one. Yeah, how about you, Dunnerite? Yeah, it, it's been said before, that period of time is very troubling and frustrating. You, you don't get much of a sense of slavery in this show, and it's like the elephant's elephant in the room. But there's also other things people have mentioned, like it's one, it's great to center people of color in this story and use actors of color in the story, but we're talking about a lot of white men. There's a lot of white supremacy back then and, and, and all the other things that go along with that. So I think that's part of why I avoided it so long. Like, do I really need to go through this kind of like, it's almost uh, whitewashing or, or, or putting a, a friendly spin on it. But uh, again, at the end of the day, the, the arrangements, the music, the, lyrics are just really really well done there's nothing better than a story well told and is a story well told in this sense so yeah it, it has its flaws too yeah I, you guys nailed it it glossed over some historical items of significance um but all told i i think you know having the people of color a lot of minorities on the screen playing these roles traditionally well which would really happen by all white men back in the day, I, it was powerful. And I think it was very uplifting and inspiring. I couldn't pick a better cast. I mean, Leslie Odom Jr., Anthony Ramos, Davi Diggs, Philippe Sue, Ariana DeBose. I mean, they've, a lot of these guys have gone, Jonathan Groff, they've all gone on to a lot bigger, better things. And it was just superb. Yeah, the the story, the original story, of course, the origin story of America is very multifaceted and good. And there's a lot of good and bad. And it's the way maybe it's on purpose that Hamilton, the production is also filled with good and bad. Like, you know, we're talking about it. <laughs> you know, the original cast was what, five years ago, <laughs> like a long time ago. Now we're still talking about it. Yeah. Mm hmm. When yeah. was it? When did it end? It's the original cast run. That was. Which one is de depicted in the uh, Disney Plus version? That's the original. I think. Cast. Well, it was released in 2020. Is when they released it. That's when we were first able to view it on Disney Plus. But if you recall, when you're watching it, it may have been 2012 or 2016. I forget. Yeah, it which says performance in the I can't remember which one. 
Yeah, it says in the beginning, I remember, yeah. So, let's see. Looks like went on the road in 2016, and by then, uh, Miguel Cervantes was Hamilton. So, I guess it was about 2015, so longer than I thought. <laughs> oh, June 2016. Yeah, June 2016. So, there's a lot of little bits of trivia and details about some of these actors and actresses we can talk about a little bit. You know, Jonathan Groff that we mentioned, who plays King George, he's the voice of Kristoff in the Frozen series. Uh, so folks with kids might recognize the voice from there. And I know Anthony Ramos is one of my favorites because I'm a huge In the Heights stan, <laughs> and he has a big role there. And he's, uh, I don't know if I just... I just recently went to the Gardens of the Galaxy 3. That's all preview for the new Transformers, and he's got a big role in Transformers also. So the new Transformers, you'll see Anthony Ramos uh, in there as well. And uh, Boogie, you want to talk oh, yeah. about Ariana DeBose? Yeah, um, she was in an ensemble in, in uh, this production, but she went on to play Anita and West Side Story. That was redone by Steven Spielberg. She won an Oscar as well as several other awards. Um, so she was highly decorated for her, her portrayal of Anita and uh, West Side Story. Yeah, I thought that remake of West Side Story was very well done. Yeah, it was. The cinematography, you felt like you were back there, but everything was, the choreography was on point. And then um, you had mentioned yes, something about Philippa Sue. Yeah, Philippa Sue. Who played Eliza. Uh, Eliza yeah. Hamilton. Yeah, she's in a, a movie that's currently out right now. It, it was in theaters um, last month, well, from the time we were recording, it was last month, April, and it's um, on digital. It's called One True Loves. So if you get a chance to check that out, you can see Philippa Sue as well in that movie. I checked out the trailer, and it looks pretty interesting. Very good premise for a movie. What I wanted to talk about, too, is, you know, I, I did some research. There was a There was a book that was put out, and it had all the song lyrics in it, and there was a lot of it was interviews, obviously, with Lin-Manuel Miranda, who was the uh, brainchild behind it, talking about the various hip-hop artists that had kind of call-outs. And if you, being big hip-hop fans, we would kind of like pick up on this, but I had to like kind of review it a little bit more. I mean, right away, early on, it's like, I'm John Lawrence and the place to be, you know, and that's something, that's a refrain that we hear all the time. And did you guys probably caught when Hamilton says i'm 19 years old but my mind is older and that's just like mob deep <laughs> mob deep yep. shook ones part two when they, they say i'm only 19 but my mind is old he kind of twists that up a little bit but that's definitely a call out and a hat tip to mob deep which is awesome and then there's the the 10 commandments i think was it 10 commandments of war or something like that and that's similar to the 10 crack commandments by notorious big so for hip-hop heads, this is awesome that you, you're kind of like, where do I know that specific style or cadence from? And as I mentioned uh, earlier on, when he does the A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R, that's how when Biggie says N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S in, in his Going Back to Cali, not the LL Cool J, but his Going Back to Cali. There was one part when David Diggs as Thomas Jefferson, is something he called out, like the message, something about probably like don't, you know, don't push me because I'm close to the edge or something like that. I, I couldn't I could call, but there was a call out to it. Yeah. It's a jungle sometimes. He, he calls it a jungle. Yeah, right. Jungle, right? exactly. Yeah. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder. That was it, right? Okay. That's the line. And then there's the what's your name line, which is used by a lot of folks. Before Alexander's like, what's your name? My name is Alexander Hamilton. Like the whole what's your name thing. Snoop Dogg has done that. Eminem. 
and many others. And I even picked up on uh, when Aaron Burr was talking to the Skyler sisters. He said, excuse me, miss. <laughs> I always just think about yeah. positive K. <laughs> yes, <laughs> excuse me, miss. No, I'm not having it. Yep. Yeah. Trust fund baby. <laughs> I like that line. This is definitely a soundtrack that appeal that should appeal to a Gen X hip hop fan. Oh, definitely. Yep. I mean, it, it's so funny because hip hop, even from its origins, and we've talked about this from the early days with Beach Street and everything, and they introduced the whole concept like braggadocio, like bragging on, and that's Alexander Hamilton is all about that right from the get go. And even the not throwing away my shot is thematic of Eminem's Lose Yourself. It's the same concept, like you only get one shot, one opportunity. So for him to repeat, I'm not throwing away my shot. I mean, that's the same type of thing. There's so much literature and content out there about Hamilton and the different influences. There was inter- there was other influences from Kendrick Lamar as well as Rakim and many others. It's a great study. Like I would love to have been in college at when this was at its peak popularity and kind of have a project about this where you could d- dive deep into it. But now we get <laughs> to do it here on a podcast. Create our own homework, yep. So speaking of these rappers and hip-hop artists, do you guys think anybody else could have maybe played one of these roles that's a current hip-hop artist? I guess I'll throw it out there because I'm thinking more like the conscious rappers. Or like I think I can see Kendrick Lamar um, playing one of these roles. Yeah, maybe he could play like Aaron Burr. Yeah, Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper, yep, Chance the Rapper. Maybe like a Tyler the Creator. Yeah, Tyler um, the Creator, yes. Most deaf. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's funny this this the swag that W. Diggs had as the Marquis de Lafayette. Yeah, <laughs> I see someone like a Slick Rick back in the day doing that. Even though he's British, would play the French, you know, <laughs> the European feel. I could see something like that, all decked out in the same garb. So could this be made into a series? If they wanted, yeah, I would think so because there's so much history. You can see what happened prior or after another next generation of Skyler sisters, and I think they could do a lot with this if they wanted. Yeah, they definitely could. They could flesh out some more of the character, do give some more development, some more background. Because, like you know, even somebody like Aaron Burr, who we definitely know a lot more about, you know, the Marquis de Lafayette, we know more a lot about him. Like, these are major players in the show. You can definitely flesh them out. They can get spinoffs, all kinds of things with them. When you think about all the stuff that Hamilton did, it's probably fertile ground to you know, dive deeper into some of these things, like creating the financial system or the Federalist Papers to, to, to bolster the Constitution. So there's a lot. Yes, the answer is, could they make this a Netflix series? Sure. Definitely. If Lin-Manuel Miranda wants even more money to sit on top of. <laughs> Even wants fatter stacks. You could make bank on Netflix. <laughs> so many directions it can go. They could even do the uh, Maria Reynolds right? affair mm-hmm. extortion, James Reynolds type. They yeah. could have their own spinoff if they wanted to. Yeah. Like there's so much, so many aspects to it. Yeah. They mentioned John Adams was like, like a lot laughing stock. We don't even really see much about him. I could put how that, how does he tie in? Definitely could be, but yeah, I don't know. We'd go on for quite a long time, but I think we covered all the different aspects we were intending to cover.
Let's do our ratings here. Boogie, bring this funky flick back. Bring that funky flick back. Or leave it in the vault. Bring that funky flick back. Dinah right? I am bringing this funky flick back. I also will bring this funky flick back. Masterfully done. Yes, it's worth seeing for sure. Oh, yeah. It is still in production on Broadway, just not with the superstar cast. <sighs> Support the arts. Go see it in Broadway anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to do that. I can't wait till they give the right. Yeah, I, my son's involved in the high school theater and it, they do some great shows. I can't wait till they get the rights for like high schoolers to do this. I would love to, to see them perform it. That'd be crazy to see them memorize all those lines and do those call outs. This is quite a show. This is, this is, it's a, yeah, it's quite a show. A lot to sink your teeth into. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they have to do an abridged version, I'm sure. If you're in the Middle East, it's playing in the Middle East now. You can go see it in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Hamilton, the film, was directed by Thomas Kale, written by Lynn Manuel Miranda, based on Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow. Produced by Thomas Kale, Lynn Manuel Miranda, and Jeffrey Seller. Starring David Diggs, Renee Elise Goldsberry, Jonathan Groff, Christopher Jackson, Jasmine Cephas Jones, Lynn Manuel Miranda, Leslie Odom Jr., Okiareti Ono Aodoan, Anthony Ramos, and Philippa Sue. Music by Lynn Manuel Miranda. Hip Hop Movie Club is produced by your HHNCs, JB, Boogie, and Dino Wright. Theme music by Boogie. Additional music, Thrash Metal by Booza Production. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hip Hop Movie Club. On the next episode of the Hip Hop Movie Club podcast, your HHMCs review On the Come Up. It drops in two weeks. Subscribe today in your favorite podcast app and you won't miss it. Shout out to you listeners. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, don't hate, negotiate. Negotiate. Make a deal. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs>